Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Hey, good morning. Buenos dias, mi hermanos y hermanas uh, y esposa. Maayung bung tag santanan. Good morning to everyone, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> good morning. It is October the 18th. Can you believe that? Wow. <clears throat> the sun is yet to rise in Thomasville, Georgia. But it will soon. October the 18th. Welcome to October the 18th. I'm going to share a few thoughts from Psalm 38 <clears throat> this morning. And I messed up. I did a rut row. I didn't look at the schedule for Psalms. We're supposed to start, we're supposed to skip forward and start Psalm 98 today and go forward from Psalm 98 going upward. Um, but I didn't read. I didn't read. I didn't check the schedule. So I briefly read over Psalm 38 last night. I got up this morning and read Psalm 38. Make some notes. Let me find my journal here. Make some notes in my uh, in my journal <clears throat> that I'll share with you in just a moment. So anyway, we're supposed to be in Psalm 98 today, but I'm in Psalm 38. I'll go back later and read Psalm 98. So starting tomorrow, uh, Psalm 99. Then the next day, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104. I think we go up to one five maybe and then bump up to 145 i'll let you know before i'll give you more notice next time um we want to end the month of october with all of the halal psalms praise the lord psalm 145 146 hey brother richard 147 148 149 150 moving into november which is a month traditionally americans focus on thanksgiving and gratitude we believers, I think, should every day because the Apostle Paul said in everything, give thanks. So anyway, my apology. I'll share a few thoughts from Psalm 38, and then we'll bump up tomorrow, uh, Psalm 99, 100, 101, going forward. And then sometime next week, uh, we'll skip forward to Psalm 145. But I will give you more notice than I just did. So, so Psalm 38. <clears throat> It's an interesting psalm. Uh, it's an interesting psalm. I uh, see other people are coming in. Let me know who you are if you're there. Um, and just as a reminder, if these videos are a blessing to you, send them to somebody else. You know, something might be said one day that ministers to you or minister that might minister to somebody that you know who's going through something in life and they could use that encouragement from the Word. So Psalm 38 is one of the pen penitent psalms of David. David wrote, I think about seven or so, don't quote me on that, around seven penitent psalms where he's rehearsing, uh, he's actually writing and speaking how he feels and how he felt before he confessed his sin to the Lord and gave his sin to the Lord. So Psalm 38, listen to this. Listen, this will, this will uh, hey, Sister Shelley, this, this won't bless you this morning, okay? Um, 
the, um, the superscription says a Psalm of David asking God to remember him. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> when we have stored up sin in our heart, first of all, Psalm 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, crookedness in my heart, if I regard iniquity in my heart, <coughs> God will not hear me. Psalm 66, 18. So when I have sinned, if I, if I store up sin in my heart, while that sin is stored up in my heart, God has a deaf ear toward me. And so here, David is saying, or the, the uh, superscription says, David's asking God to remember him. Um, we, I was reading through 1 John a while back. You know, when you get to 1 John 1, 9, 1 John is written to believers. And 1 John 1, 9 John says, uh, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, that's written to believers. So it is possible for believers to sin. And when we do, we confess, we agree with God our sin, and God cleanses that and restores our, our fellowship. So um, that's my encouragement today. I just lost the train of thought. Somebody was walking by. I was waving at him over there and going to YMCA. Um, I read this years ago and, and kind of, I do believe it. I do believe it. So a, a non-Christian leaps into sin and loves it. Remember before you became a Christian. A non-Christian leaps into sin and loves it. A follower of Jesus lapses into sin and loathes it. There's a difference. The follower of Jesus lapses into sin and loathes it. So David would be a type of Old Testament believer. He uh, sinned with Bathsheba and it sent him down a dark, got into a rabbit hole, a dark, dark hole. And at some point during this time, he writes this Psalm. Oh Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows, listen, he, he's writing poetically. Your arrows have struck deep. Your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. Have you ever had stored up sin in your life? Isn't that the way you feel? My whole body is sick. Feels like God is striking me with arrows. My heart, excuse me, my health is broken. Remember how you just felt sick at your stomach all the time because of my sins? My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy to bear. Duh, you're right, David. We're to confess our sin. And David finally did. I'm not hating on David because David probably did way better than I would have. My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy to bear. Listen, my wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day I walk along filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me. My health is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly. My strength fails and I'm going blind. 
my loved ones and friends stay away fearing my disease. They know something's wrong with me, but they don't know what it is. Even my own family stands at a distance. Meanwhile, my enemies lay trapped to kill me. In other words, my family and friends have abandoned me, but my enemies still trying to ruin me. All day long, they plan their treachery. And so he goes on and verse 17, I'm on the verge of collapse facing constant pain, but I confess my sins. Watch this. I am deeply sorry for what I've done. I have many aggressive enemies. They hate me without reason. They repay me evil for good. Now watch this. Verse 21. There's a shifting here. Hey, Brother Russell, do not abandon me, O Lord. When Psalm 38. Do not stand at a distance, my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. So, I just read a good bit of that Psalm 38. Again, if you're just coming on, it's one of the pen penitent Psalms of David. Hey, Sister Rosie, David is um, suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually from held into, held onto sin. David now begins to confess his sin. And um, remember, remember, believer, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, there have been a time in your life, I'm sure, when you held on to that sin. Didn't what David just wrote describe us? How we just felt sick and bowed down and bent up, felt like God's arrows, felt like God was like shooting arrows at us. And that's the way he felt and that's the way we feel. So I jotted down a few notes here. Remember now, we're starting Psalm, going to jump into Psalm 99 tomorrow. Psalm 99 tomorrow. So in the first, few, first two verses, I'm not going to go back and reread them, but I just want to give you some notes to jot down and go back and think of. The first two verses, um, David, David gives us a poetic picture of his trouble. God's shooting arrows and all that. And sometimes when we have unconfessed sin and we feel like David felt, we might wax poetic also. It might be, God, it feels like you're squeezing the life out of me. God, I feel like an orange that, I'm just making this up. God, I feel like an orange whose juice has been squeezed. Maybe that would be the way we would wax poetic um, in today's world. I feel like a vehicle whose gas has run out, something like that. So David, David jumps in and starts talking about his trouble. Um, and then he moves into how he's overwhelmed. He's just overwhelmed by his sin, the effects of his sin. And it reads a lot like Psalm 32. Remember when you had sin stored up, after a while it just overwhelmed you. You couldn't get away. Every, every waking moment it seemed like it was on your mind and your heart. You internalized it. Watch this. And when we internalize sin, don't release it by confessing back to the Lord. That unconfessed sin, listen to me, destroys us from the inside out. It's a burden too heavy to bear. Jesus doesn't want us to bear that burden. Release it by confession. And then David goes back, David goes back to trouble again. He goes, I am troubled. Now watch this. That Hebrew word troubled, I did take time to look that up this morning. It means to be bent over, to distort, to be twisted or perverted. And then when he talks about being bowed down, it's a Hebrew word picture of mourning. So what David was doing, he was mourning because of the effects of his sin. Watch this, but he called it trouble. He felt like he was bent over. He felt like he was distorted. 
He felt like he was twisted. He felt like he was perverted. That's how he felt. That's how he described his emotions before he confessed his sin. And then in verse 9 and 10, he says, God, I'm, I'm, you, know, you know my heart's desire. You know my heartbeat. <clears throat> so I'm hiding nothing from you. That's the first step. That's the first step to restoration. The first step is being honest with God and saying, God, and then fill in the blank. That's the first step. So maybe somebody's watching or somebody will watch or somebody you know is dealing with um, stored up sin. The first step to restoration is to stop hiding it because you can't really hide it from God. Stop trying to hide it from God and just being honest with the Lord. And then um, he says how he was, verse 11 through 14, I've been forsaken by my friends and family and hunted by my foes. Isn't that the way we feel sometimes when we have unconfessed sin in our life? We feel forsaken by our family, and maybe they do forsake us, and hunted by our foes. So watch this. It just felt to David like the whole world, felt like his whole world was coming in on him. Internally, he was a mess. He was a mess emotionally, spiritually, physically. It affects him physically. Externally, his life was a mess because family and fo family and friends had abandoned him and his foes had come to feast off of him. And then he turns to the Lord and says, remember me, Lord. Now, now those last few verses, those last few verses, 15 and on, all right? David calls on the Lord. He said, the Lord is his hope. That's my hope today. That's what, what, wherever you are in life, believer, that is your hope today. He calls him Lord, which is Jehovah. He calls him Lord in one verse, which is Jehovah, the self-existent one, the one without beginning, the one without end, the creator of the universe, Lord, the one, the sustainer of ever, the sovereign Lord. He calls him Lord. Then he calls him Lord again, but he uses the word Adonai, which means, comes from a root word, which means to rule or to be master. So notice what David does here, okay? I know they sit in one of those make you jump up and down and hang from the chandelier devotions this morning. But what David does in his misery, watch this, in his misery, that's what it was. He was miserable. And he was miserable because of internalized sin. David finally realizes that God is his hope. And he acknowledges God as Lord which is the sovereign creator, the one who's in charge of everything. And he also acknowledges him as Adonai, which means master or ruler. When Jesus came, that's the demands Jesus put on our lives. No man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. No man can be enslaved to two masters. Either he will love the one and hate the other, or he will cling to the one and despise the other. No man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. So when Jesus is master of our lives, I'm not saying we never sin, but remember that quote. The closer we get to Jesus, the less we leap into sin and love it, and the more we lapse into sin and loathe it. That's what I'm saying. If you're a Christian right now, you have internalized sin, you're loathing your sin, and you're loathing yourself. Call on Jesus, call on Jehovah, call on Adonai, release it to him, confess it to him, 
Proverbs 28, 13 says that those that confess and forsake their sin shall find mercy. Oh, aren't y'all glad this devotion's over? That Psalm 38 was a heavy, heavy psalm. But somebody needs it. I need it. I need to be reminded. You need to be reminded also. So starting tomorrow, we're going to jump up to uh, Psalm 99, and we'll go through the early 100s, and I'll give you more notice uh, before we jump out of order there, okay? God bless you today. Uh, pray for me, if you will. Uh, five days from now, I head to the Philippines. Uh, seven days from right now, I will be sitting in the Philippines ready to, um, to start that ministry journey. I appreciate all of you who pray for that ministry, who pray for me. I thank you so much. Some of you that are watching now have made financial contributions. Um, that soil over there is, is fertile, fertile soil. Thank you. I say as the Apostle Paul to you, thank you for meeting my needs in the gospel. And because of that, I'm confident that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen.